This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. remember the big moments in the movies we see, the big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Monkey Shines. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Latest Movie Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I'm your gracious host. Alongside me, the toasty, roasty, absolutely post-ghosty, Justin Waddell. Justin, how's it going? Uh, it's going okay. It's good to be here with you today, tonight, not in person. No, we're on the internet. Yeah, but soon to be, maybe, huh? Nah. I'm going to hug you. It ain't happening. Don't even tease me. I'm going to kiss your hair. I got hugged. I got hugged today. You did? Felt good. And Felt. is this, was it unexpected or was it like one of those? No, it was, a, it was coming. like eyes across the room. Here it come. Here it come. And it was a warm embrace. It was, it was warm. It was quick, but it was, it was needed. No hugs during COVID, please. Just touch uh, elbows. Well, I mean, it's hard because it, it, it was, it was COVID that I saw. Hmm. I you like, hugged. You hug COVID, huh? I hug COVID. I figure that's like, you know, keep your enemies close sort of thing. Wow, that's, I'm sorry to hear this. COVID had an uncomfortable boner when it happened, too. <laughs> COVID did. Yeah. I do now, just thinking about it. <laughs> you have a comfortable one. <laughs> have you, is the term COVID boner, is it out there? I mean, I think you could apply that to the handling of it, maybe. Oh, see, there you go. What? Yeah. I zoomed in. Yeah. Uh, what's going on? You're traveling. Yeah. I'm in Nashville. Killing yeah. it. Yeah. Do you think, do you feel like a different self when you're traveling? Do you take no. on a different persona, like a traveling Nick persona? No. You know? It's, you know, same carriage, different station, you know? You don't do anything differently? Oh, I do things differently all the time, but I know it. yeah. it's conscious. It's like, yeah, this guy's right. got something going on. Yeah, I imagine you're a bit of a uh, a stylish traveler. Yeah, that's something that I've been known. To, yeah, very stylish person. Monogrammed suitcases and all that. Yeah, yeah. What do you have a monogram monogrammed anything? Yeah, of course. I got, I got all sorts of mon. You know. What about you? What's been going on? You know, a lot. But you know, just trying to you know wrap up some stuff at work and get through that and. But you know, other stuff going on. Nothing too exciting. Still have the dog. It's 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 behaving. Yeah, um, a little, our little puppy. And I don't like the fact that you said that you still have it, as if that was in in jeopardy. No, no, no. That's not what I meant. I just kind of like catch meant it in a way as catching up our listenership. Mm-hmm. 
you know, hey, remember that dog I talked about in the episode you didn't listen to? Right. I, uh, yeah, we still have that one. Uh, well, so, yeah. you know, speaking of naval terms, uh, if you really want to know what the smallest ship is, it's our listenership. <laughs> anyway, we like I told you, our dog's name is Mist, and it was a big fight because I wanted to name it Edward James Almost. Yeah. And it was uh, the three against one, Yeah, unfortunately. The only person who was not a, not for it was your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> the dog wanted it, you wanted it, the wife wanted it. <laughs> it's uh i have this image of a uh perfectly adorable little puppy with with the exact face of edward james almost <laughs> exact demeanor as well kind of i imagine edward james almost is like kind of an intimidating presence i imagine he's he's not he's got years of experience he's a sweetheart Elegant, kind of an elegant person. Yeah, you, yeah. You've met him? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, you know, like people, fans give gifts and shit like that when you meet their celebrities. Like here, here's like I, you know, I know you're a big fan of like Walt Whitman. Here's a book of his, you know, works or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, I went to shake his hand and I left something in there when I withdrew. Yeah? Yeah. It wasn't, I mean, I didn't go nuts. I didn't splurge, you know. Mm-hmm. But you know how they have those proactive kiosks at the mall? <laughs> You get a lot of a sampler. Yeah, yeah. Might be a little too late. Yeah, but well, I mean, then and then on the other hand, I shook his other hand and I had an entire spackle kit. So it's like, well, you can always spackle it and then just skin tone paint yourself. Oh, he's yeah. known for he's known for his his visage. Yeah. You know? Here's the thing about uh Edward James almost that I wonder sometimes. Do you think his friends call him Eddie? Absolutely. You think so? Yeah. Eddie. My man, what's going on? Yeah. What's this I hear about someone handing you spackle? You know what's funny is all he has a blind friend. Uh doesn't call him Eddie. He just rubs his hands all over his face and reads the entire Bible. <laughs> He's he was born with entire Bible face. <laughs> like I said, not a not a bad looking guy, by the way. Talent for the game. I mean, hey, Nick, could you update me? What's Edward James Almost's relationship status? Is he a married man? Yes. Yeah. Look at his wiki. What's his? That's one thing I love about Wikipedia. They they're going to tell you about the career, but more importantly, they're going to tell you about the personal. You know, right? And I need to know how many you know loves um, he has committed to this earth. Is that the expression? Well, they said he is married to the laziest dermatologist. Let's see here. <laughs> He's like, do you take your work home with you at night? She's like, negative. This is going to go fine. It's so funny, is you know, guys had an amazing career, mm-hmm. and I'm and I'm singling out one thing about him. Mm-hmm. It's very rude of me. Oh yeah, so I mean, obviously, once married to Kai Jaquil from '71 to '92, then married to Lorraine Bracco from '94 to 2002, and then now. For a stretch, he was married to Lamari Noddle. They married for uh, from t- 2002 and separated in 2013. You want to talk about a dude who does not take a break. Married until 92, turned that shit around, got married again in 94. Divorced in 2002, lo and behold, remarried in 2002. And is he still married? Or is he? He's a single individual, uh, a father of Bodie James almost, an American actor. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah. Bodie Bodie almost, huh? Was in uh, uh was in that movie Splinter that we like. Oh, was he? Yep. Followed his dad into the acting biz. I wonder if he's followed his dad into the love him and leave him biz. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm on his Wikipedia page, and it says trivia. Bodie James almost is blown away. He has a Wikipedia page. <laughs> he does have one. Yeah, huh? yeah. Mm-hmm. It's only three years younger than us. So Edward's Edward was working hard and long early. Yeah, he's still killing it, yeah. Edward James. Yeah, yeah. We share we share a name. My first name's James. His middle name's James. Yep. You know, that's just the that's just that's just getting started. The commonalities between us. Mm-hmm. It's just getting started. Yeah, I, I, I like him. He's good. Um, mm-hmm. But you think about you know what are we? He's best known now for Battlestar Galactica. I'm, th- I'm thinking he is. Yeah, played played uh, what. Ad, Adama or whatever his name is. I don't know. Admiral Adama or something. I think it's probably general, but he was nominated for either Milagro Beanfield war or stand and deliver, or maybe both. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, an esteemed individual. And the one thing that he is known for more than anything else is um, a spoof movie poster that was made of him. <laughs> By you, I imagine for Chud back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Kill, uh, super nailed it. Uh, do you remember it? I don't, but I will remember once you say it. Almost famous. <laughs> I wish. I wish they would do that. Yeah, um, yeah his uh, <clears throat> favorite sexual uh, position, by the way. What is that? Old stand and deliver. Do you know what I'm saying? That's. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's real good. Anyway, he's in a Don Dunn Matrix. What? What? He's in a Dama Dominatrix. <laughs> wonder if he'll sh- wonder if he's still. What's he doing? The what? How? How's his COVID been? I wonder. Springing his load out of jail is what he's doing. Guy's still working. How old is this man? He is a, a, a svelte 74. Got still in there. Yeah. Still still wrestling acting jobs from the from the rest of the elders, the acting elders. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His latest uh, movie is Chasing Wonders. Is that something you think you'll see? Yeah. 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 Paz Vega in there. Uh, I like her. Uh, well, I liked her once. You know, this is probably the biggest thing. Almost contributed backing vocals on a Todd Rundgren song. <laughs> Almost did? Yeah. So what happened? Like, Did they cut him out or he just like not enter the studio that day? No, he's in there. He's in there because uh, uh, Rund- Rundgren could be heard saying, um, now you can't see his face in this song, right? <laughs> That's what, that's what Rundgren said. Yeah, I mean, he's not even a bad-looking guy, you know. Obviously, he's not. A, he's a he's a handsome man, actually. It's like somebody just wanted to draw Tom Selleck. Unfortunate mm-hmm. that somebody was Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> a, a fan of his performance in Blade Runner, Nick. 
Yeah, huge. Yeah, yeah. What was his name in that? He had a great name. It's like Gaff. Uh, yeah, I think you're exactly right. Is that right? Yeah. And he he's a he's a he's a fan of origami in that movie. Yeah. Zoom in. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, so Blade Runner is a movie, and today we have a movie. And as you guys know, you've tuned into the movie Microscope. It's a show where we zoom in, we watch a film through penetrative eyes, and we stick hiccups into the mattress. <laughs> <laughs> and just kind of work it, work it, work through it until the problems come out, and investigate from a side view, and uh, pull out what makes or breaks, and share with the likes of you. So, if we're talking about Bangkok Dangerous, we're talking about the scene where Nicolas Cage works himself into like a super lather, not by assassinating somebody. He just works the counter at the marble slab creamery. <laughs> Talk about the little moments, and there are. Literally, this is this is a movie made of little moments. Today's delightful film, Monkey Shines. Now, I was going to backtrack a little bit on Bangkok Dangerous. I got a little nervous. That's a remake. Oh, it's no. an American remake. So I thought maybe you're going to throw a curveball and bring up the original. I don't know the original. Called Bangkok Dangerous. I've never seen either movie, though. Yeah, neither have I. Nicolas Cage has a long wig in that, I think. Right? Long hair wig. <laughs> yeah. Is that correct? I'm yeah. sure. I mean, he's got a big, yeah, big thing going on. The name, the name set me off a little bit. Always overhairs, Nicholas Cage. Don't say that too loud. What? He made overhair. <laughs> Tell us. Uh, Giving Liberace a run for his money in the wig department. Am I wrong? I'm not. You're not wrong. Um, I'm sorry. I'm, excuse me. Excuse me. Um, who did you say? Who did you say would have been a good Liberace? That show, yeah, the best, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was it? Our guy, yeah, yeah. What? What? Can't remember his name. The vampire, mm-hmm. vamp, Billy Drago. Mm. The dragon. I do miss Billy Drago. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, this movie Monkey Shines. Uh, George A. Romero's kind of, I don't. Is it his first studio picture? I don't. It's it's it's, it's like something that he kind of went not legit, but he went like Hollywood on this one. Like he worked for a studio or yeah, he changed up his, his, uh, his comfort zone for this. And then he immediately ran away because he had kind of a bad experience making this. Well, it doesn't show because this is a labor of love from, from lick to lick to tooth. It's a strange movie, but it is made. It is well-made by a, (laughs) a great filmmaker it is a movie that does not deserve to be this well made. I'd say the material is not. Um, I don't know. It's based on a novel mm-hmm. called Monkey Shines as well. But why don't you describe the plot, Nick, of well, this wonderful film? Uh, a man is injured and becomes a quadriplegic, and as a, a, a solve, uh, his friends and family introduce a monkey into his life to serve as a helper. But that monkey is not a normal monkey. It has been uh, stabbed with needles filled with brain, human brain. Yes. And it becomes a collaborator, astral projection, ass kicking, uh, do eviler for him 
as he slowly unwinds and unravels, despite the auspices of a of a new life burgeoning in front of him. Yeah, and one at one point he gets caught on a corded phone. Just yeah, put I, that in there too. <laughs> yeah. Not the monkey, the man. Yeah. But yeah, 19, 1988. Nick, what were you doing this year? What, what was happening in your I life? I was in my sophomore year. Yeah. I was I was just in love with the idea of making movies, just running around making all sorts of stupid shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was doing special effects and trying to be great at what I what I didn't do. So Monkey Shines probably could have maybe even served as a little bit of an inspiration for you back then. Well, of course. I mean, if you think about it, I think the poster... One of the posters for this was the same illustration that was used in the Stephen King book Skeleton Crew or something very similar right. with the monkey with the symbols and all that. So I was I was in. I was in to win. Saw it in the theater. Right. Um, I don't know if I saw it in the theater. I think we were in it, but I, I'm not sure. I remember very few things from this movie, one of them being the sex scene, obviously. And then I kind of remember the ending. And I remember I remember Pankow's fate at the end. I remember being it being very vulgar with a lot of curse words. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, one line of dialogue, and I remember that something about Jason Beggy, the name, was funny to me. Yeah, of course, it's a funny name. It's a, it's a different name. I, you haven't heard too many people by the name of Beggy in your life, have you? No. Mm-hmm. So let's run down the cast. We got Jason Beggy, <laughs> who is <laughs> who is a uh, a long uh, working TV actor. For the most part, every once in a while, pops isn't, in a movie. Isn't J. Jane. You got John Pankow, the great John Pankow, yep. who is, uh, you know, from uh, To Live and Die in L.A. You got Kate McNeil, who I don't really know. She looks like a, she looks like a Mariel Hemingway or Margot Hemingway mm-hmm. sort of person. Get JVP in here. Joyce Van Patten is the mommy. Yeah. Stephen Root, his first, at least his first, uh, the movie he was hired for. I think it was a second theatrical release, but this is the first one he worked on. Mm-hmm. playing a dick you got um stanley tucci the young man. stanley tucci looking very handsome playing a dick and then you got janine turner from northern exposure that's right and cliffhanger and cliffhanger and yeah cliff, cliffhanger and you have boo as it play as as ella yeah, or as, yeah. Uh, she's playing a dick the monkey <laughs> so this is a an amazing cast i have to say what, I mean, whatever just, just tucci and root, root alone yeah. make this worth watching that would be a great tandem actually like you know, go see a double act of tushi and root it sounds <laughs> but, it just rolls off the tongue but long both very very busy character actors these two guys one one is way better than the other in this movie in, in no way the career wise i mean steven root's fine he's in a lot of good things and he's funny and he's he's shown a lot of diversity but stanley tucci, he's better than fine he's better than but fine. stanley tucci is a fucking renegade he is a fucking force of nature Directing, Look, writing, too. killing. I love him. Yeah. The Root is a legend to me. So Why? He's great. He's just all over the place. He's all, And he always delivers. He's always great. He is always great, but he's also, he's almost a parody. Hmm. When you see him in a movie, there's a, it's almost like you're out, you're out a little bit. It's like you're waiting for that Steven Root stuff to start happening. You saw Tucci in Hunger Games? You saw that performance, I right? saw one of the Hunger Games movies. All right. So let's just, let's just slow it, slow it down a little bit. You know you what know? else? You know what else I saw? Stucci... Hmm. Thumbing through Zillow after that gig, he's like, "I am going to buy a fucking manse." Is he? Does he go by Stucci? <laughs> is that his, is that some nickname I'm underwear? I don't wear of. Old Stucci in this. <laughs> you, you know, I mean, I think it's so much better than the Tooch. Let's just call him Stucci. 
Okay. Um, but no, I love him. Big Night. I love that movie. Great. Movie. Another mo- great movie with a great cast. A little uh, Campbell Scott co-directing that and co-starring in that movie. Yeah. Well, the, well, the idea- he's not co-starring. He just kind of pops up in that movie. Yeah. Tony Shalhoub is the real driving mm-hmm. force there. But who on your bingo card, you did not have Stanley Tucci and Campbell Scott as a filmmaking powerhouse. Did they did they ever do it again? They did, did the they imposters. Didn't they do the imposters after that? <laughs> did they direct that together or was that just the two? Let me see here. I th- well, I don't know if it's not really about directing as much as it is about the collab. Mm-hmm. Uh Big Night. What was the other one? I, I could have swore he because I saw in the theater. Because I, I actually talked my then whoever I was dating at the time into seeing it because I was like, well, it can't be bad because uh Big Night was a it was a masterpiece. Yeah, sorry about sorry about your immediate breakup immediately after that film. So Campbell Scott is in the film. Mm-hmm. He did not write or direct. It's it all Tooch. It's all Tooch. Yeah. So they were buddies though. Yeah, and Oliver Platt, if I remember, right, was awesome in that. Yeah, Campbell Scott a, a bit underrated, I think, as an actor. Always like him. Yeah. Is, is he still around? What's he doing? He's got to be doing some TV gig or something right now. He's working on the sequel to Dying Young, if I remember correctly. <laughs> Yeah, the romance, the Julia Roberts. Um, you will uh, be pleased to know he will be in back in a big way next year in Jurassic World Dominion. Oh, is he in that? Yeah. Oh wow, yeah. that's awesome. And he um and he was in the Spider Man, the Andrew Garfield Spider Man movies a little bit. He played a uh, Papa, or he played Uncle Ben, I think, somehow, or at least maybe no, no, he played. Sorry, he played his pop. He played his pop that. Yeah, he played his pops that died. Or whatever went missing. I didn't see the second Amazing Spider-Man movie. Not bad. Don't hate. All right, let's get to this joyous film. All right. Starts off with a scene of our main character, Jason Beggy, stretching weird naked. Uh, uh, by the way, my first note, weird naked stretches. <laughs> he is. That's a weird shot. He's What they're trying to establish real quick before his uh, injury befalls him is that he is a stud he is um uh, he's a love making runner he's a love making machine too. got a beautiful girlfriend that he wakes up naked with and he and he's like i gotta go for a run at what 5 30 in the morning or whatever and he stretches he gets out there he's a big runner well, he's, he's on the floor sort of doing a, a v with his legs naked ass down and yeah. just doing these little quick stretches meanwhile janine turner's showing off a little northern exposure on the bed she is yeah she's sleeping in and uh, so he's there's like a little running montage. Uh, a dog barks at him. He a dog barks at him into a truck. <laughs> and he after he high fives a cyclist, which I thought was cute. Yep. And because um, everybody's just jazzed to see this runner. A lot of people high five the cyclist in the morning, though. I mean, it's <laughs> I mean, don't you and he get he gets hit by a truck and the bricks, the bricks go flying. It's a very kind of kind of a fun shot by Romero. And then the next thing you know, he's in the hospital room and Stanley Tucci, the surgeon, is cracking wise. Yeah. So um, now keep him, now keep this in mind. Uh, after that, we we get some opening credits and we learn some very important stuff in this. In these okay. Opening credits. So first of all, we find out that this is indeed uh, Boo's first performance. So hmm. congratulations. First and only performance for Boo. Uh, oh, she never, she never acted again? No. She I'm sorry. Was it a he? I think it was a, it was a he playing a she in this. Boo's a boy. Uh, it's progressive. Uh, I mean, it's progressive. Um, first trans, one of the first trans performances. Um, is that what trans means? Um, 
Casting casting director Diane Crittenden. Oh yeah, I like that name. Uh, she's done a lot of big ones. Seriously, huge movies. Okay, I'm gonna name stuff. any relation to Jennifer Critten, Crittenden. The her daughter is in casting now, if I'm not mistaken. If that's who you're talking about, I know that she has a relative um, that is a it's in the in the biz, as they say. It was a yes or no. Okay. Wow, you put it on me. I'll tell you the truth, though. Casting director, huh? Your her bio, it's worth talking about. All right, let's hear it. I'm. It's loading. I'm. We're dealing with America's internet. You're on, the, you're on the hotel internet, huh? Yeah, but I I I, I get the extra good rate, you know, speed because I'm a platinum titanium elite, you know. Oh, um, so let, let's just go. Let's just pull it up. Her first, she as far back as Jesus Christ, she did. Oh God, she did. Stay hungry with Schwarzenegger. She did Days of Heaven, Star Wars. Episode four, A New Hope. Jeez. Her career is rife with classics. Time After yeah. Time. Oh, boom. Nice. On Golden Pond, Blue Thunder, Witness. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Howard the Duck, Mosquito Coast, Three Men and Baby, Serpent the Rainbow, Monkey Shines, Black Rain, Stanley and Iris, Pretty Woman, Almost an Angel, Green Card. This gets better. Out on a Limb, Mr. Baseball, Thing Called Love, Backbeat, Mad Love, Hackers, Shooting Fish, The Thin Red Line, Spider-Man 2, 13 Days, Grizzly Park. <laughs> did she do Grizzly Park? She sure did. Nick, do you know her, this woman? I do. Wow. Did she quit after that one? She's no, she, she forced retirement. She's like, where do you go? Where do you go from this? She cast the bear? <laughs> Everybody cast the bear in the morning. <laughs> Don't so you tell know? me about your, your relationship with this woman. That, you, were, you were kind of burying the lead there. You know this woman. You're, you're connected. Yeah, we, we we share IMD, IMDb credits, man. Facebook friends? Uh, no, I don't think she's on. She's an older lady, but I'm, I'm making. I'm, I'm. You know what's funny? I I know she did the she did that movie, but did she take her name off it? She's in the credits, but she was. It was not on her IMDb. Did you when you're watching some of the dailies? Where did, did under your breath were you like fucking Crittenden? Were you like, yes? Why would she do this to me? Spare is a fucking lazy. So here's the funny thing is, um, she's mm-hmm. she must have. I mean, maybe it's not on here. Her casting credit is not on IMDb, but I know yeah. she cast the movie. She did, huh? Yeah. Well, she, I, it's hard. To, she doesn't want to be known for that. She don't want that one on the IMDb page. Come on, you're shitting me. <laughs> Let's just do her a favor and put it back on for her. You have the yeah. Don't you have the the edited editing pass for IMDb? Yeah, whatever that is. Uh, but uh, you know that saying, "Do unto others." You know, I, um, so another person listed in the cast is uh, none other than David Shire, and, yeah. you, and you know where he goes. You know where he goes at night. Nowhere because he's dead. But you know where he did go? Where into Talia? Oh, were they married? Yeah, I think they did. I think they did it from time to time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think he, he she slipped him the poison cannoli once or twice. Who do you think Shire, him or Talia? <laughs> Charles. Oh, see that? It took it in the other way. I, I, I can't. I, Diane Crittenden just took a big load on me, didn't she? By the way, Talia Shire is one of, one of the movies we did with a with a mutant bear. That's right, she did. Mm-hmm. Prophecy. Uh huh. Classic. Stum- stumbling around um, with the vapors that whole movie because she's preggy. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> the fucking vapors. What an awful, the vapors. What an awful term. 
And she brought her cello on the plane. Remember or something? Yeah. She had like a, she's a cellist. We, I, I think we, we, we've realized that our meat and potatoes as, as a podcast is movies that feature animals that are pissed off. This is a good one. It continues. It continues to bear fruit. Um, it's Fair. amazing. And I, I would like to apologize. David Shire still travels the planet on legs that walk. He did not die. Huh? He did not die, but he got rid of her in 1980 and then married a, a doppelganger of her. He got Didi Khan in this. I don't know Didi Frenchie Khan. from Greece. Holy shit, really? Yeah. So he got he James's liked, sister. He likes sister. Different spelling. I, <laughs> I think um I think he likes that pointy that like pointy like Lady Gaga face. Like like if if, if Lady Gaga was an older woman, he would be after her too cuz they all have a very similar head. He's got a type, is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, he's got a very specific head that he needs yeah. to get by. Um, see, so, speaking of Stallone, I mean, I'm going Talia Shire to Stallone. Do you see the news today? Tell me. Join. I got a membership at Mar a Largo, Trump's club. Sylvester Stallone shelling out the big bucks to join that country club. See, I saw he was. Tra- I saw the word Stallone was trending on Twitter, mm-hmm. but I, but I, I I did a quick search to make sure he was fine, and he is. Like he didn't die. I didn't say anything about Marlon. He died in a different. He did die in a different way. Let's just say that. I disagree. The guy's a fucking firebrand. I didn't know. I thought him and Frank were maybe politically opposites, but I, I was wrong. They share. They share a love for one DT. I don't know if that's true. What is that? Is that is that certified? Uh, that he joined the club. That no, that he's a fan. Uh, I think he joined the club. Maybe I don't think he. Join it with if you hate him. I don't think you join that club, but maybe I'm wrong. I would. You join Mar Largo. I mean, if I would, do, uh, you know, I would do it just to get it, you know, get close and mm-hmm. just to make sure nothing bad's happening to people. Mm-hmm. You know. Anyway, I'm not gonna let Sly Stallone be besmirched. Not on my watch. Not too late. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, we, we we we're at the hospital. Tucci is. Definitely, definitely giving the old eye to Miss Janine Turner too during all this. Oh yeah, his, so his Janine Turner uh, is just uh, distraught that her boyfriend is in such uh, disrepair, and uh, Tucci kind of puts his arm around her in a in a provocative way and looks at her ass. You know, he on the way out, he he's trying to comfort her, but he's really trying to comfort himself. Himself, yeah. And so anyway, <clears throat> the surgery goes down. Next thing you know, they're wheeling in. O- Old Jason uh, Beggy to his welcome home party, mm-hmm. and uh, everybody's there to 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 celebrate. But he's not celebrating. He's in a foul mood because he can't move anymore, <laughs> <laughs> and he has to blow into a straw to get around. Well, he doesn't blow into a straw. He uses it like a joystick. I know, I know. But you know, what I'm saying he like that's not really what's happening. That happens later. <laughs> that's not a straw. Definitely not a straw. He's blowing into. What'd you say? You want to talk about full circle in the movie Microscope? What? Guess what movie David Shire did the score for right after Monkey Shines? Monkey Shines 2. Paris Trout. Oh, you're kidding. Full circle, dogs. <clears throat> What's the other movie that we did that features a quadriplegic, by the way? Uh, the Bone Collector. Yep. Uh, both movies, romances. Now, here's the thing about being a quadriplegic. It's not like there's... I mean, that's, that's certainly a rough, a rough thing to have to happen to you. Obviously, I'm putting it lightly, 
but um, there's certainly, you know, certainly not the end. Now, he seems to think it is this character, and he doesn't necessarily have the support and help of the people around him to point him to the sunlight. He has a nurse that sucks. <laughs> his mom is overbearing. And his girlfriend does not want to be around. In fact, she's leaving him. She's leaving him a- a- immediately. Yes. Like at, at the party, at the welcome home party. Packing. She's hiding in the kitchen. She's packing. She's drinking. She doesn't even, uh, you see that she hadn't even come and visited him in the hospital. Um, and he knows. He knows that she's leaving. He's bummed out. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> Meanwhile. No, it's a shame because... Um, they the Ramiro was uh, historically pissed off with the way that this film was treated at the studio. Um, right. But there was this amazing scene where he receives a Hallmark card attached. He opened it up and said, "I'm attached to your legs." Sorry, that's 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 what that's the boilerplate front of the card. And then it's signed. I thought it was the I thought it was the alien from Life that you're talking about, but. <laughs> and then uh, it's just you know, and then it just says signed. Linda Aikman. <laughs> Who's Linda Aikman? What? Janine Turner, her character. Oh, is that her name? Yeah. You gave me her full name? Yeah. Linda Aikman. Yeah. So anyway, meanwhile, his one of his buddies is a uh, scientist and doing experiments in a lab, played by John Pank- Pankow. And um, he's experimenting on monkeys. And as Nick said in the plot description, he has a, uh, a brain that was donated to the lab or he procured and he freezes it, shaves some of it off, puts it into a syringe and injects it into this solution to a monkey, injects brain into a monkey to see if the science, the monkey is, will get smarter. The science is sound. Because if, if you I just... put a hu- pieces of human brain into this monkey's bloodstream, it might get smarter. That's his hypothesis. Yeah. Anyway, so he... Pankow has fun with this role, I have to say, because it, it, it's a weird role because he's supposed to be so, sort of not likable. And and then also like he does bad things, but you also he also does good things. He, he kind of straddles the line. He's not the bad guy in this for sure, but he helps. I, I think the bad guy is sort of a shared responsibility in this film. There's a lot of right. people showing their ass. The side characters are all like, you know, Stanley Tucci, obviously, and his ex-girlfriend, um, they're horrible people. His mom, they kind of paint to be a bad person, but she isn't. And then the monkey is kind of a piece of shit. And then the nurse, the, his nurse. The nurse, talk is, about his nurse. nurse is not a piece of shit. Yes, she is. She is just fed up with this diva in a chair. <laughs> she is, but she's an ass. Like she, so she's there to help him, and she decides to move in with her parrot, her parakeet, her parakeet. She brings a. She her, brings a. Actually, it might. It's. Do you want it? Is it a parakeet? It's a budgie. So I like the idea of. Ramiro, See, I don't know what is a budgie. It's, 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 it's another word for a parakeet, but I, you know, I, I like the idea of Ramiro right. having to deal with a beggy and a budgie. Well, this movie is made on a budgie, so yeah, that's why they cast Beggy. Yeah, she moves in with a bird, Nick, and she also doesn't. She at one point early on, she says to what does she say? Uh, someone, someone's saying. Are you helping? You're oh, you're helping him out, like Pankow or something. You're helping out, and she's like, "God has given me that burden." That's what she says. She's like two days in. Yeah, yeah. She's she's complaining. It don't take two days to realize Beggy's a fucking bag of hate. That's real tough to deal with. So anyway, he's bummed out. He tries to kill himself with a dry cleaner bag. 
uh, Pankow rushes him to the hospital. They save his life, unfortunately. Uh, according to Beggy, he does not want to be saved. But then he's back home. But not, before, like, not before we see Panko and his element having conversations, like lots of conversations with the monkeys. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of monkey dialogue in this movie. An insane amount. Oh, Panko? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's having some work drama. He, his superior is trying to steal his research. Steve, played by Steven Ruth. Do you like it when Jason Beggy makes a Robbie the Robot joke? Well, so that that's that's what's interesting. His mom starts showing Beggy home footage, like video footage of when he was a little kid. And she just happened to capture a scene where he's uh, wants to wear a Halloween costume and she rejects it. <laughs> There's a Halloween costume rejection caught on film that she thought, hey, you know what? This would be great to play for my quadriplegic son. Yeah. What a great memory. Yeah. He's still holding a grudge uh, yeah, about it. Yeah. And I have to, that I do agree. Like, there's nothing more disappointing when you wanted to be something for Halloween and your parents didn't let you. Yeah. Yeah. He said, always wanted to be Robbie the robot. Guess I got my wish. So good. So good. He, what do you think of his acting in this? Oh, my God. He is the, ha- he is in a hammer film or something. He is the hammiest. I love it. He gives it his all. He gives it his all. I love it too. I, he gives it his all. He really, goes for it he's really angry and he he mind melds with the monkey and he becomes the monkey a little bit and they give him some monkey teeth uh, he does he does indeed get a little mon- monkey teeth which is super weird yeah <laughs> that may be the weirdest part of the movie is that he, he... <laughs> it's a, lo- a little bit martin-esque i guess so we see so Pankow is obviously like like we said he's inve- injecting brain into the monkeys which of course mm-hmm. um but the great thing is every time he does this we get to see one of the finer things in cinema is uh, legendary Hollywood actor John Panko trying to sell injection into a obvious puppet. <laughs> well, he's a, he's incredible because they had a real trained monkey running around the set, jumping on his shoulders and jumping on legs for sure. But every once in a while, they have to he has to fake it, yeah, and hold a dummy puppet or a dummy uh, monkey and play with it, like when he fights it. There, you know, it's pretty good. It's pretty well edited, but you're right. There is a monkey puppet. Yeah, he put his uh, puppet injection reel on Vimeo. I'll put the link on uh, on our Facebook. He uploaded his entire puppet injection Vimeo. Uh, he sent that out to all of Hollywood way before this movie was greenlit. So I, I told you that line. I didn't give you the best part. Let's hear it. He says, I always wanted to be Robbie the Robot. Guess I got my wish. Then that's immediately followed by a sad wheelchair exit. Slowly rolls out of the room. Yeah. As if to put a fine point on how displeased he was to see this memory uh, brought up before him by his mom. Meanwhile, uh, Pankow is dealing with not only a bad boss at work, but there's some animal animal rights activists that are, uh, you know, adorning his you know his lab with graffiti. Yeah, and he scares them away and they throw shit at him. Like he's got all sorts of stuff like he's dealing with there. He's drunk. He's a drunk, I think. Probably a, probably an addict um, as well. Yeah, paranoid. He's got he looks like he combed his hair with a rock. Well, he's got that amazing he's got that amazing receding hairline from from birth and he just he said he's going to double down and just let it go haywire on things and it works like a charm. <laughs> his hair is incredible. His hair is his hair is top notch and then his car is also top notch. You think about classic cars like the Ectomobile or whatever it's called, the Batmobile, Her- Ecto-1, Ecto-1 Herbie. Wonderbug. Panko's car in this is right up there with them. Panko's car from Monkey Shines. Just put it up with the rest of the automotive legends of cinema. Nailed it. But here's the thing. 
what I love about some of the shots in this is Pankow, you ever read, I mean, you have, you've read it. Why the last man? I have. Yes. So there's shots of him that look like with the monkey on his shoulder. Like he just looks like, was that character named Yusarian or something? The some, main character? Some, something stupid. It just made me laugh. Cause he just has this monkey on his shoulder. Like it's nothing, you know? And I think it would be fun to have a monkey on your shoulder sometimes. Have you ever had the pleasure? Yeah. You had a monkey crawling on you? No, I drink monkey shoulder. It's a scotch. It's similar. <laughs> Seriously, though, have you? Yes. I've interacted with a, a super monkey. Remember that guy that used to bring mon- a monkey to the movie screenings? Yeah, of course I do. Uh, oh, what was that fucking monkey's name? <laughs> Dr. Zayas? No. Um, oh, my God. What's that monkey called? Oh my god. He had a, mo- he had a monkey Doc- like this. A capuchin. Doctor it's not Claudius. Uh anyway, the guy's name the, the the guy the guy's name was Bobby, the guy that was the monkey handler. Right. It's a radio personality, right? Right. Doctor Okay, I'm gonna find this out. Monkey ninety six rock. Doctor uh as a guy to Atlanta. Apparently there's a lot of ninety six rocks. It was like you've kn- I, I know you know this name. It's in it's in the recesses of your mind. Doctor Irving is what it was. It was Doctor yeah. I'm almost sure. Let me look. See if I type Dr. Irving, Dr. Irving monkey, it, it, it suggested. Oh, my God. Any relation to uh, Amy? It's Dr. Irving. There is no, no they, their website is active. Bobby Mannheim. God, I can't believe I remember that shit. He was such a What's douche. he up to lately? How's the monkey? Well, the website looks old, so there's mm-hmm. no way Dr. Irving still lives, right? Monkeys live for a long time, correct? Zoom in. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out and say he's done. He's on a little leash, right? Remember, like he would, the guy would trot him out for like these movie screenings, and he'd bring a monkey to a crowded theater, um, wearing like clothes, right? Wearing a diaper, maybe. I, it's just something that I don't, I don't want to see it before I watch, you know, screening of the Punisher or whatever it was. Did he involve it in a game? Like, why did he bring it other than to draw attention to himself? I don't know. Because that is that is the only reason that you have the monkey is to draw attention to yourself, right? Poor monkey is. I got to tell you, Dr. Irving, as of 2018, still walks the planet. Oh, my God. Okay, so I'm sorry. This is throwing me into an amazing loop, but I'll, I'll let it pass. So um, it, it, you come to find out, like, in this during the suicide attempt, Panko runs the hospital, and Janine Turner's there. And he's like, oh, my God, you heard the news, and she doesn't know what they're talking about. She just came to visit Tucci. It's right. A, it's a coincidence. And Panko gives her the C word. I know. Clinically. Yeah. Okay, a clinical he, one. And uh, they cut to uh, some monkeys feeding Raggedy Ann doll. <laughs> but you fi- you soon find out that Panko's solution to this is to get a monkey in their stat to help his friend. And he has to go through a trainer um, and he's going to deliver his experimental monkey to her. She's like, I don't have any. This is a woman that trains monkeys to help quadriplegics. She doesn't have any room. She doesn't have any monkeys left. He's like, I'll gift you one. You get it ready for my buddy. He's hot as fucking hell you're gonna fall in love with him and you're gonna want him to mouth your vagina later on in the movie yeah, yeah. do not worry yeah well it's happening and she she delivers that she's like you're going a little too fast here i will train that monkey for your friend though <laughs> but she she says that famous line that line that from i think kipling and from before that the bible starting a monkey from scratch is a long aggravating process she, I believe it's true. It's a huge dose of truth. She's good at what she does. She has a barn full of monkeys and they're going wild in that barn. Like they are going nuts. And they, when they go outside, she also has horses. Yeah. And they could have killed them. Romero to put a monkey on a horse just for one scene. Just have 
Yeah. Just have that combo. Yeah. I'd love to see it. Or vice you versa. Know. Either way. You know. Mm-hmm. And uh at one point uh it, it, they remark that that Ella is his slave. They call that yeah, he a slave. Yeah, Ella does not is never the slave in this situation. The woman comes to, to help Jason Beggy adjust to the monkey. And you know, the monkey he, she's trying to teach the monkey to brush his hair. There's a monkey montage of you know of them getting along, and you know Beggy's loving it. He's 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 never been happy. He turns a big corner with that with that capuchin. Monkey's absolutely vibing because he keeps getting treats. She keeps getting uh, treats that are dispensed from his wheelchair. Um, I can't believe these are things and, that we're saying out loud. <laughs> he's having a blaster in that montage. Beggy does is, and and then all of a sudden they cut after all this training. The monkey's supposed to get stuff with the laser pointer for him if he drops it or help him kind of do things. They show the monkey vacuuming and dusting <laughs> the room. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that they could give that animal a break and just hire a housekeeper, you know? But yeah. they said also, while you're at it, while you're getting me all my shit and being serving my every win, also dust. Right. Dust the place. And so it does. And then there's this weird scene after all this like normal stuff, right? Like the monkey picking up paper, moving stuff around, you know, then it loads a pita into like a a small catapult (laughs) for him to eat. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? Of course I do. First of all, the monkey loads food with its monkey hands. Mm -hmm. And I I would, that would be unappetizing to me. I wouldn't want to, to eat food once the monkey, um, is, is rubbing his paws all over. He's it. like, that tastes like I'm getting on the mouthfeel. I'm getting a little tuna salad and a little thrown poop. Did you throw your poop at the food or did you throw your poop before the food? Yeah, fuck it. He certainly didn't throw those hands under the faucet. So let me just, let me nosh, you know? And, um, <coughs> and the, the best thing about this is he has a nurse. Right. As well, who is annoyed that there's a monkey that is basically doing most of her work. She has to basically bathe him and probably wipe his his, uh, his bum. But then what else is she doing? Well, like, I guess we tuck him into bed, but the monkey does, does the lion's share. I got mixed signals, too, because there was a scene where the monkey was, you know, washing his face with a rag. And the nurse is outside organ grinding and chittering. You say chittering every show. It's the best. <laughs> yeah, Diane Chittering. She was the casting director. But the one thing I thought was a nice plus if you're an actor in this movie, you're getting monkey hugs. Yeah. The real live monkeys hugging your neck. Yeah. I, would you like that? Of course. Especially a little fellow. And the face is a little strange to me. The face of the not a not a handsome animal, I'd say. I love the face. That's that's that's, you love that's it? what sells it. I like the idea. You saying this is the, this is this is Boo's only performance? Yeah. I like the idea of David Shire sitting with his with his uh, you know calligraphy pen writing musical notes to a scene where a monkey is shooting food at a quadriplegic. <laughs> anyway, he Boo retired after this. Why continue when you kill it when you knock it out of the park first time out? Right. You know? Right. Anyway, so there's a little pep in uh, our main character step. What's his name, by the way? What do you? Is it really a step? <laughs> There's a little little pep in his neck, okay, and he he decides to go to law school. Like he's gonna go to school. Yeah, a big man on campus. Yep, you know. Yep, take his monkey to class. Yep, and you know that causes laughter at the class. The teacher's annoyed, but you know he's going back to school. He's getting his life back together, Nick. 
The monkey has given him a reason to live. Meanwhile, Pankow's still trying to find ways to inject brain into it. So he has to kind of secret secret some solution over to the house and stab it with a, a syringe, which the monkey doesn't like. Uh, Alan Mann is the name of uh, Jason Beggy's character. Oh, nice. man. Uh-huh. I get it. I get it. Two ends? Yeah. Or three. So um, th- that leads to one of the, my favorite scenes in this movie. The nurse's parrot, like the, you know, he fights with the nurse. They criticize each other. He's very cranky. Um, they, they seem to be suggesting, and they do suggest later that there's a, a kind of a psychic link between man and monkey. Mm-hmm. And Ella, who's aggressive, is kind of lending her anger and frustration, or at least porting it to Alan. Right. And he starts fighting with his nurse, and she leaves in a huff. And her bird remains, and then lands on his face. And starts to claw at his face. Yeah. And peck at his eyes. An amazing action sequence where uh, Hollywood actor Jason Beggy is forced to recoil in micro movements as this bird attacks his handicapped face. He's trying to shake off. Yeah, he's trying to shake a bird off his cheeks. Right. And um, meanwhile, the bird's trying to Morse code his flesh saying, this monkey's fucking insane. Right. Meanwhile, the nurse comes in, grabs her bird. But that... He's so pissed about this attack and he's so angry that it, he falls asleep and he zooms into Ella. Yeah. Who takes care of business. Some rotten camera work. I hate POV shots. I always have. And there, there's some very bad POV camera work in this thing. There's an amazing shot in this movie. It's the best shot in the movie. There's a handful. No, there, I mean, maybe, maybe we'll agree. Maybe we won't. But I think, I think uh, he has a arg- an argument. Uh, against her bird. I, I think when, when he's furious at her, I think he's got a, an argument. I do too. I think sh- there's no way she should have brought that fucking bird in here. Um, she probably thinks it's a one-to-one. He's got a loose monkey. Her bird can be loose. It's a whole animal house. You know, it's insane in there. It's a zoo, uh, but he doesn't like that. And he especially doesn't like it when the parrot's landing on his face. And then she doesn't like it when it's murdered. Or I'm sorry, the parakeet or the the bogey whatever you call it then bogey's his name it's a budgie budgie yeah his name is bogey which i thought was ogie at first no it's it's bogey yeah but not not like humphrey bogart like a like an aerial craft that is downed and the nurse actually quits she gets out of there after this but but let's not skirt past an amazing sequence the bird murder the murder the bird murder and the and the and the sequence in which ella perpetrates the crime because we were talking on the phone earlier about an amazing bit of, of filmmaking. Yeah, the parakeet lives in a cage. And then, of course, for it to go to sleep, you got to put a little, I don't know, a napkin on top of the cage. I don't know what they do, a little little drape. And uh, Ella secrets into the room, <laughs> opens the cage door, and then you see these fake monkey hands go, <laughs> go in <laughs> and try to grab at a bird that's not in there. Right. And so there's a lot of suggested stuff. Like, the, I mean, the bird is in there, but... In the shot, you just see monkey. Now, I didn't watch all the credits to see who was the puppeteer, but you got to think about this. Somebody who probably has a degree of some sort who has fought for this job on this movie is now manipulating two tiny monkey puppet hands to approximate what a capuchin would be doing if they were on the hunt for a parakeet. And what I love is then the next day, she fought, she has these real goofy slippers because she's such a fun-loving person, and the, the dead parakeet's in there, and she screams confronts Beggy because she knows he had something to do with it, even though how could he? Because he can't really move, right? So um, 
the best is then Beggy does delivers like Shakespearean like performance and says so slowly it fucking deserved to die. <laughs> just about a bird. You know what I'm saying? Just, he hated it just so much and he was ice cold yeah. shit. Yeah. So there's this there's this belief in the story that there's this the bird brings out the worst in him. It turns him into this dark. It's a very Stephen King kind of story, actually. But well, he's that's the thing is he's linked to Ella, and he realizes. So so then his mom comes over and he's mean to her, but she informs him that she's moving in because his nurse is leaving, and he goes, "Marianne's leaving." He can't believe it. Can't believe his nurse leaving. Meanwhile, the whole toxic situation they have going. That is on. the most alternative band name I've ever heard. What linked to Ella. <laughs> So he is. And then how he realizes he really is linked to Ella is that he finds out uh, after, of course, his mom gives him a bath, which also infuriates him. He finds out that his not only are Tucci and his girlfriend, you know, his ex-girlfriend together, he finds out that he can kind of move his hand and he's not really paralyzed. Like, well, he is, but he's there was something Tucci could have done maybe to save him all this anguish. Right. Um, And he missed it. He missed it. It's a weird, like, really weird explanation. It's like he got hit. He had a genetic defect in his neck. It's just a coincidence that he got hit by a truck. And then this thing kicked off too. Yep. And he talks to a doctor who is somewhat positive that it might be reversible. He doesn't want to commit yet. That cannot that be more. Fear. Yeah. That's that. Is, and that is a super dead bird. You see an actual dead bird in that scene. Makes me sad. Oh, you think so? Super dead. I don't like seeing it. real. Because it's so obviously dead. It's so obviously yeah. a really dead bird. It's like, took me out of the movie. I don't like seeing a real dead bird. So, can we talk about the scene where they share drool? How, how, did, how did you feel when you were watching that? Is that the bad guy from Lockup? <laughs> <laughs> I love when something bears fruit over weeks and weeks at a time. Um, so, tell, tell the... Tell how did me. I feel about the monkey and, and Jason Beggy sharing drool? Yeah. What does that mean? So, he starts... I Jason, don't remember. Jason Beggy starts to drool... And then Ella comes up on him and starts to taste it. And, and they no, come. no. He bites his lip and there's blood. It's dr- blood drool, whatever you want to call it. He bites his lip with his monkey teeth because there's like a big back and forth that they're connected. And they both have monkey teeth. And then he gets angry because he's so angry at this revelation that Tucci could have done something. He bites his lip and then Ella licks his blood. Yeah, it's pretty gross. But what is ha- what happens later that night? By the way, I love bite to lip monkey teeth. Uh, it plays for the Hawks, I think now. I used to play... For the jazz. So what happens to the the happy couple? Well, we don't get to um, see it, but they are like, first of all, we get to see uh, the shredded Tucci and the effervescent uh, Janine Turner with long hair. Thank God. Yeah. Short hair, famously short haired. Yeah. The Northern the, exposure. They killed it in this. And then, um, yeah, so they're, they're like, he's tolling himself off. He's showing off the, even though he's losing his Yeah, hair. He's on vacation. He's, he, he realizes that, you know, he puts it together that they're together right now. Because he's, you know, he has the monkey calling numbers and all this stuff with his little calling, his digital calling cards. Let's not call them digital. Whole, well, they're what are they? They're like, it's 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 like a what do you call? It? There's a term for that. Um, punch, not a punch card key or punch card. There's remember back. Let's just call it a punch card. Yeah, because I remember hotel hotel room keys used to have something like that. Sure, sure. And um, Th- he's thank you for angry dismissing and angry. my memory. I appreciate it. <laughs> Anyway, so the monkey, the best, the monkey, there's a POV shot at night, the monkey going to this house where the the two are staying. The monkey walks in and they are, they're going at it. Mm -hmm. Those two lovebirds. Tucci is 
they're just showing some legs and his legs are flexing, you know? Yeah. They're all wrapping around and the monkeys, the monkeys watches that happen for a little bit and then decides to uh, light the house on fire <laughs> and kill everybody in it. But that's what happens. And that wakes Beggy up. That wakes him up. That wakes Alan up and so, and he says, oh shit, this monkey's fucking crazy. It does what I think. I wanted those two dead, but I didn't really want them dead. Right. But the monkey killed them anyway. So he starts to freak out. He tells everybody that their mind melded. And no one believes it. Well, he, he, he tries to get Pankow to believe it. And uh, he convinces him to take the monkey back for, for some uh, experiments. So, but what's happening a little bit, you mentioned Stephen King. What's happening is a little Christine situation here. Whereas Christine, the car had uh, an influence on Arnie and his behavior and his anger. That's what's happening to Ella and Alan. Right. There's a little Christine in this. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It's the same thing, Nick. And at one point, they actually do a show me line, just like Christine. I'll get to it, though. Um, um, so a great quote from Pankow. I don't expect to find sin in a urine sample. Remember when he drops that colossal right, yeah. anvil of truth? Yeah, because he because Beggy's like talking about how evil Ella is, right? Right. I tell you what, is it is it is it Ellie or Ella? Is is it? Are you sure it's Ella? Yeah, I think it's Ella. And the last half of this movie, it's incredible, and it features some. Yeah, Ramiro says he, he throws caution super into the wind, and he starts yeah. to do some weird shit. Like there's a scene where the monkey jumps over us, and there's lightning shoot in the background. It's the best. That's the that's the shot I was talking about. It's an incredible shot. I love that shot. It's like gothic. It's weird as hell to put that in this movie. It is. Because it kind of is like a heroic shot. It's like a hero shot. In a way, it's a way. Frankenstein. It's, it reminds me of like old time yeah. horror, but that's an, that's worth watching this movie for to get to that shot. I think, and yeah. also when the monkey pees on his lap. Don't those two things. There's another. There's another scene that is way better. There's one. There's another moment that blows me away. Blows me away. I can't believe I, I haven't built a large portion of my life around it, but. <laughs> Um, yeah, so things start to escalate. You know, the monkey starts to amass a pretty impressive body count. Now, the nurse, not too, not too bad. The nurse, yeah, the nurse gets away. she gets away, and good for her. Her bird mm-hmm. does not, but um, she gets away, and uh, good for her. And then, so Peggy is obviously getting influenced by the monkey, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Rude to his mom. Well, when the so when the mom when the monkey's in the lab and you know, Pankow's talking to it, and then he starts to he's like, I'm going to inject myself with brain. At one point, he realizes that Ella wants to be injected with brain, which is a which is a turn. But he injects himself with human brain, which doesn't make a lot of sense. But he wants to. I think he wants to be psychically connected to the monkey too. And you know, Beggy's being the nice guy. Like mm-hmm. he's a nice guy now. Like if monkey's not around, he turns into a sweetie. And he doesn't. Is that is that when when he's a sweetie? Is that when he goes to um, the woman's house and they have the love scene? When is that? Yeah. Well, of course. They have, yeah, that's. She she gives him a break. She take she takes him out, you know, takes him out for the some 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 R and R, you know. I mean, if you consider R and R sitting motionless. Well, he's distraught after this murder, and then you know she takes him back to her place into the monkey barn with all, like you know fifty monkeys chitting around, <laughs> and they he kind of leans on her breast with his head, and she, and she kind of recoils at first. Mm-hmm. She wasn't expecting it, but then she's like, you know what? I'm instead of recording, I'm going to just take off my kit and um, we're going to have a, a very strange love scene. Yeah. Well, he, he kisses her earlier or he like, he, tra- he gets a little mushy with her earlier and mm-hmm. then at her place. Yeah. There's full on, 
she is she's got the unbuttoned shirt and he's got his head in there and, and he is he thinks their evening has has peaked at that point you think and she's like oh wait right. the party has just begun yeah she's like i can i think i can make this work she's like and, i've been uh, out i've been out raking the barn let me put my foul uh lower region all over your face she's like you she's like you're tired of your monkey right here let's fucking have sex in a monkey barn yeah. full of uh, monkeys that are playing with raggedy and dolls <laughs> and uh, snoring and eating hay or whatever the fuck eating trick cereal, whatever the hell they do. <laughs> Not the most romantic thing, but he takes like, he'll take what he can get yeah. at this point. And she's to, to her credit. She's a very accomplished and nice person and um, has helped him out a lot. And so he has to help her out a little bit in this scene. She's like, someone in here is going to feast on my lower. Raise your hand if you object. Do you think it was mean of her when he's, she said, you're doing it wrong? And he's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, no, I'm screaming at my monkeys. They're, they're nursing the Raggedy Ann doll wrong. He's like, I'm screaming at your monkey, too. This is the scene, by the way, I remember. Of course. It's unexpected. It's unexpected. It's a weird, it's a weird way to learn the birds and the bees. And, you know, and he said, he said, I got this covered. I've been practicing for this whole movie. I've been moving the straw around with my mouth. Now my work is going to be shown. Yeah. She's like, do the back up towards the foyer move again. She's like, <laughs> anyway, so they have sex and why do you keep screaming um, 11 he, into my vagina? <laughs> He, he does he always his, his house is wired it's a, it's wired it's like a smart home and so he can yell things and it, the, the shutters open and the door opens yeah but he always is getting the numbers mixed up but 11 is the door open code because because zoom in he's dumb as a fucking rock <laughs> and guess who knows it ella yeah she's like i'm gonna take advantage of this fucking idiot now this is pre-siri let me zoom in is it? <laughs> Do you think early vo voice recognition software will know the difference between Ella and Eleven? It's suck. He's trying to open the door, and instead he summons the monkey. Always. <laughs> so he goes back home, and instead of his mom high-fiving him, or at least you know holding his hand so she can high-five it, she's mad that he hooked up. Like She's a little jealous of this woman. She doesn't encourage this relationship. She thinks the, the woman somehow is taking advantage of her son. She should be like at least buying that woman dinner. Yeah. You know, you're helping. You're helping his attitude. You're helping. You're bringing him back from the brink. Yeah. Mad props for straddling his head. Uh, <laughs> um, the Mom, I think she thought I was one of her horses. She uh, treated my lips like a saddle. Yeah. Um, so here's here's when you know a relationship between a son and his mom is is not good. He calls her mother. He never calls her mom. He never he just mother mother. That's that's like the quintessential horror film trope of a a bad parent son situation. I know it's like a Norman Bates situation. Like Norman Bates. It's you know even in Alien. You know it's it's just one of those things. It's just mother is such a it's it's a it's a cold way of talking about somebody that's so important to you. You know. Um, yeah, even in um, what's the what's the Keith Gordon movie? Christine. <laughs> no, oh, the, Mother Night. We, yeah, no, no, 
but that's a good one. But no, the one that about the World War Two, uh, Midnight Clear. Mm-hmm. Midnight Clear. There's a mother and father character in that. Okay. Gary Sinise and someone else. I think Gary Sinise's mother. What a proud woman she must be. Um, Speaking of Mar a Largo. Uh, uh, so, first of all, can I say this? Uh, do, you, do you remember uh, what Pankow's nickname is for his, his handicapped friend? Pankow? Yeah, his nickname for Jason Beggy. Uh-uh. Calls him this like 20 times in the movie. Mm-mm. Ace. Oh, yeah, he says Ace. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. So, there's a scene uh, where, uh, so obviously things escalate, right? So, Ella goes to the lab, things don't go well. Out, the monkey breaks out. Pankow fall, injects himself with shit. He loses his. Yeah, business. Pankow's tripping. Yeah, he's tripping. tripping. Yeah, Super Bowls. And and meanwhile, Ella's heading back to Jason Beggy's place to fuck shit up. Um, yep. Mom has an argument with her son. It's pretty cold. She goes upstairs to take a shower. Panko is starting to wake up. Bath. Yeah, bath. Zoom in. <laughs> and from there on, the movie is off the fucking rails and, and just going haywire. Well, just when you think all this is going down, you got 40 minutes left. They stretch this shit out. Like it is, it is monkey attack central. There are cute monkey attacks. Like that at one point, Panko is like having several fights with this monkey. And it is every single one of them is cute. As as dangerous as that fucking monkey is, it is a cute attack. Yeah. Even when so Panko takes two vials of poison with him to inject Indella. He thinks he's gonna trick this smart monkey into letting Panko inject it with poison. Nope. Ain't falling for it. That don't happen. That backfires in a huge way. A big time way. That backfires to the point where Panko's heart stops from poison. Do you know what I'm saying? Yep. But he but, get, he himself gets injected. I know, but that's later on. That's uh, that's there's still a lot of great shit that happens. So there's a fight. There's a, a fight scene trying to get to the phone between Beggy and the monkey, which is great. Mm-hmm. Amazing. The monkey is biting cords adorably. And then the, the other phone is the other solution. And the monkey goes over there and fucks with that. You're right. You mentioned earlier that Beggy gets caught on the damn cord. He does. Yeah, he gets he gets uh, he can't his his motor for his wheelchair isn't powerful enough to to break or pull the corn from the cord from the wall. The mom's already dead at this point because the monkey throws a hairdryer into her bath water. And it just, it short circuits the house. It, it short circuits her life. Um, she's done. She's toasted. She's, and she's got some sort of a mud mask on during this. She does. Yeah. That's a, that's a zoom. Um, so when it, during this fight scene and during the scene where Panko is rum, rummaging through the house, trying to find the monkey and totally getting his ass beat by this miniature. Did you notice the sign in the, in the, in the kitchen by the kitchen table? There's a black sign. It just says dinner. <laughs> Maybe that's for Ella. No, it's, it, puts a, it's, put it looks like uh, it looks like intentional kitsch art. You know, mm-hmm. it says dinner. Yeah. And meanwhile, Beggy's ke- keeps trying to get Ella to listen to him by kind of reverting back to their old relationship that is forever broken. The, the trust is is gone between those two. But it isn't. Um, not till the very end. Yeah. Convenient. So. Panko gets stabbed to death with with poison, and he stumbles around the house being weird. Well, he gets attacked by a straight razor, razor first, though. The monkey is wielding a straight razor, which Panko somehow um, fends off. Yeah. He's like, I dodged that bullet. Unfortunately, the monkey's got several other tricks up its sleeve, yeah. so to speak. And 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 this is when Panko really earns his, his paycheck. Stumbling around the house, half in and out of a stupor, having detached conversations with his his friend and just leaving the planet. Well, he's dying and he knows it and he's 
remorseful a little bit. You can tell he's like, you know what? I get, I, I deserve it in a certain way. And he doesn't. I love John. Pacquiao yeah, but, this. I don't want to see him. But die. Once he reveals to Beggy that he was experimenting on the monkey, you know, that, you know, he's the Frankenstein in this situation. He is, he is doctored out and he has created a beast that cannot be un- unbeasted. And so he knows this is the price you pay for dabbling with nature. Mm-hmm. So he is paying the ultimate price, but it is a price he is ready to, to deliver. He is ready. He has got his ATM card out. And, uh, and so then, you know, Ella fucking sucks. Like she's all over the place, killing people. The mom's dead. Panko's dead. The girlfriend's on her way. She comes, breaks the window. And meanwhile, our hero's shouting. He keeps trying to shout things away. Like he wants things not to happen. And he he has no other than his voice. He can't do anything about it. And she's coming in. He goes, Mel, her name's Melanie, I guess. Right. Yeah. He's Mel. He's like, go away. Don't come. It's too late. It's too late for that, Jason Becky. <laughs> she's like, yeah. Because uh, so get- I saw the movie about 20 minutes earlier. Yeah, she's like, yeah, well, that the reverse to the corridor moved got me. And then there's an interesting scene where she comes in, tries to say, hey, look, none of this is the monkey's fault. None of this is your fault, at least. Yeah. And she tries to cage Ella, doesn't work, and then she trips, knocks herself out, and Ella decides to light, try okay, to no, light her on fire with the mask. This is my favorite moment. This monkey lights a singular match and tries to incinerate a, a dormant lady. There are shots of the monkey. First of all, there are shots of a fake monkey hand holding a match next to this girl's head. Yeah. Well, first of all, it's first tries to light her collar on fire, but it's wet. It, it, the match keeps going out. Then he tries to light her wet hair on fire. That doesn't work. And then he tries to, so then he's like, and then he gra- so then Ella grabs the needle um, and, and it's gently trying to, it's hilarious, sort of, as well as it jabbed John Pankow, it has forgotten everything it's learned about jabbing needles when it comes to this girl, because he, he is dropping the ball. I'm sorry, she, I know she identifies as a monkey, but there's a scene where Peggy's shouting, 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 and he gets the monkey's attention and it jumps on his lap. And then of course, as you mentioned, there's that amazing ultimate diss. It pees on Beggy's lap, which he does not take lightly. He is very angry to be peed on. And he says something. He says, he goes, he said, again, his little Shakespearean training, whatever comes back into play. He's like, <laughs> the, the most, like the, the most angry delivery, mm-hmm. yeah, the quiet anger is, you slime, you filth. Yep. Yep. I'm going to take you apart. Like everything. He keeps going and going. Like he's so angry. I love it so much. To be peed on. It's so funny because he's like this low rent Ryan O'Neill doing all this shit too, which I love. And the funny thing is, then there's that moment where it flashes back to when he's trying to commit suicide with the, uh, with the garment bag. Mm. And he's, he's sitting there and he's hasn't sucked the uh, plastic in yet. And he's like pros and cons of being in this wheelchair. Uh, Con a monkey may jump on my lap and urinate. And then he sucks that super plastic away. But did you say pros and cons? Is that what you said? <laughs> Here's the thing: no one, nothing can prepare you, no matter what's come before it. Before the very end, nothing can prepare you for Jason Beggy thrashing a stuffed monkey in between betwixt his teeth from side to side, eating its the back of its head. I guess like biting down and killing it. Now he does this. He tricks the monkey by he finally gets the some motion back in his hands because he's, yeah, he's a quadriplegic that gets better. He bumps he bumps the eject uh, button on a tape player. Well, no, he presses play. But later on, only uh, later on he ejects it too. Does yeah, he? Yeah, it's amazing. Oh yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. And so um, 
Oh, he doesn't eject it. The monkey flings itself. The dead monkey That's right. flings the dead monkey at it, and it, it stops. That's, it, a, that's amazing. But anyway, the, their one bond still is music. They both love music. You know, music calms the, the savage beast or whatever, right. right? And so the monkey goes into Beggy's lap. They kind of cuddle, and he bites down on its brain and thrashes it around and kills poor Ella. I felt bad for it. And then there's this. There's a, of course there's a monk monkey jump scare. I love it. I love it a, so much. Through surgery. Yeah. I would imagine that what she would what she would have awoken from her knockout into a, a confusing scene, <laughs> a confusing bit of circumstances. Body of Panko here, body of Ella here. Piss everywhere. Blood like tape ejected. You think she she wakes up? She blinks, blinks, and and she can, you know focus comes into view and she sees she sees Alan. With the monkey in its mouth, like kind of thrashing it back and forth, and she's like, "Yeah, I recognize that move." You know, yeah, it's something. Uh, we'll have to. Uh, she, yeah, you can see she swoons. She swoons. <laughs> what do you think of? So then, you know, he's out of surgery. They're wheeling him at the end. They're wheeling him toward her van. She opens the van door, and she he starts to get up out of the wheelchair. That's the big reveal: is he can walk now. He can move. You know, the surgery was a success. What do you think when she says to him, "I had them lengthen your tongue." Why they were in there? <laughs> Did you notice that there's like a James Gammon lookalike who, who slowly goes by in a wheelchair behind him? Oh yeah, of course I noticed that. No, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, the guy, James Gammon lookalike. Yeah, it looks just like him. It's pretty special. Nick, tell me about Nick. What? Let's get Monkey Shines trending. <laughs> Nick, what about um? So what do you think about that jump scare? It's amazing. It is amazing. I hate most. It's like a you know Carrie's this jump scare and Carrie works. Um. This jump scare works because it's a monkey coming out of a, a back surgery. And the jump scare in prophecy works like a charm. What do you mean? When Armando Sante goes <laughs> to the window. Um, but most of them don't. I was thinking this it reminded me of the tacked on jump scare at the end of um, Deadly Friend. But this one works. Yeah. Because it's so good. It probably it, Both of them, by the way, probably studio mandated, I imagine. So the, the end result is a messy, but actually kind of charming and fun little movie. It is fun. It is, it is, it is almost, it's too well made for its own good. Like, I mean, uh, and it's got, it's got some good performances in it. And it makes you want more from old John Pankow. I don't think I'm too familiar. Yeah. Well, I think we, we he's not in a lot of great things. I'm about to go on a down a John Panko rabbit hole. That's how I'm spending the end of COVID. If it does end, is he on Twitter? Is he on Insta? I, I would. He doesn't seem the type. He's at Panko. He seems like the type who I bet you he's an absolute dick. There's no way. I think he absolutely thinks he is the absolute shit. You got to have some confidence, I'm sure, to get to where he got. But I would say he's a gentleman. I I bet he is a fantastic hang. Um, and I bet he loves talking monkey shines. Is he in a band? Marri- married to Christine Sutherland, Buffy's mom. Is he? Yep. Still. Continued. That's a, that's a long time Still love. Still rolling through it. He, he just found out uh, during COVID, she's not related to Donald. He's like. That guy seems like maybe a short a short gentleman. Is he is he like 5'7"? How, how tall is my man? Let's get his stats. Can you give me his weight and his height? Uh, that's not his real name. He's named after a, a cartoon, um, two sound effects that followed. I typed John Pankow and, and net worth and said, not don't even. He's huge. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a Bitcoin millionaire, Nick. That's one thing I know about old John Pankow. Yeah. He's rubbing shoulders with the Winkle vibe. Yeah. I remember the scene in, in Monkey Shines where Jason Beggy Bitcoin. 
<laughs> if you know what I'm saying. With them monkey teeth. Um, Why would he have monkey teeth all of a sudden? It, 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 it's not until the end where you even kind of... There's two, there's two sequences when, they're, when they show the teeth. And I guess maybe we're supposed to assume that he doesn't really have them. Man, there is not a lot of trivia on John Pankow. That's hard to believe. You're not digging hard enough. John Pankow height bore no fruit. Put some uh, elbow grease into that, please. That's right. He was in talk talk radio. Is Pankow still working? Was he in the Mad About You re- uh, reboot? Oh, I bet he was. I forgot they did that stupid shit. Uh, it's a gift to be living during the time of Pankow. I will say that. Yeah. Favorite kind of breadcrumb. Um, oh, my God. His hair is fucking insane still. Great and to live and die in L.A., which we have to do. Yeah, he's a, he's on TV all the time. Oh, he's on that show episodes. That's right. He was pretty pretty played like a Harvey Weinstein character in that. I think or Weinstein. I'm sorry. So you're you know Ella is in the ground. Uh, yeah. The van rolls away and uh, hear a whirring sound within a nearby stucco building. Mm-hmm. Walk inside, get that that slight capuchin whiff, and you're like. All right, I guess this is where you get your uh, monkey shines tats. And the guy looks up and says, yes, yeah, sport, here we go. What you want? What I want buzzed onto my skin for monkey shines? Yeah. So on one of my, my packs, man, Yeah. perfect rendition of Ratatouille. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other pack, I've got Shredded Tucci. So I've got both of them, one on each on each bosom. Got shredded Tucci and Ratatouille. <laughs> shredded Tucci sounds like a meal, like that Stanley Tucci would recommend, because he's like the big. Remember, he's that he's that he's trying to be the new Bourdain a little bit in a way. He's you know he's traveling, he's uh, he's he's having meals, he's loving on food. Baldain. <laughs> The stooch? Um, I would have uh, I would have uh, a headstone <laughs> a headstone in a graveyard, just a single headstone that would have R.I.P. Uh, John, what's John Panko's? What's his character's name? Jeff. So R.I.P. Jeff let's just say his last name is Middle Ditch. Okay. Okay. And then it says plus Underneath that, um, R.I.P. Bogey. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a bubble coming up, like a speech bubble coming up from the, the dirt from the in front of the headstone that says, why do they bury me with the parakeet? <laughs> and then you follow, the, you some kind follow of, the thought bubbles down and the thoughts are coming out of the budgie. <laughs> Very strange. And then there's another thought bubble that says, why did they bury me with the pancow keys? <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, when I, I want to start a conversation. That's what, what is it? people sometimes get tattoos as conversation starters. Yes. yes. That'd be a good one, you know? Yeah. So look, you've been given the money to do your own sequel to Monkey Shines. Praise mercy. Where do you take this story? They should have had a capuchin in, in the in the Planet of the Apes movies. You think so? Yeah, like like Caesar is interacting with this little tiny guy, little mm-hmm. cute tiny thing that's just you know it's like his little little messenger, you know. 
mm-hmm. constantly like you know pissing on everything and just squeezing it. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, what's your sequel? Well, that's a good question. So I, my story will follow the nurse, one of the few surviving characters, mm-hmm. and you know, so obviously at some point down the line, she read the papers and saw this madness that happened in her old in her old haunting grounds, right? Mm-hmm. She is like, I dodged a serious bullet. So what she does is she actually kind of gets a, a gig as a public speaker and she'll tour around nightclubs, you know, American mm-hmm. Legion buildings, whatever it may be. And she will talk to groups of people about that time she dodged being part of the weirdest monkey murder spree in history. <laughs> and she will go into detail. She's like, look, there's this, I mean, I had this budgie. It was fucking bogey. It was one of the sweetest things she put up on the screen. You'll see a picture of budge, the old budge up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the, ex- it's clip art. It says Corel or whatever, you know, it says, but it's, it looks like her, but they all look like, her. Mm-hmm. she's like, but uh, pretend like that one has more of a sparkle on its eye. And that's, that's old bogey, uh, he died in my shoe. Uh, she, she, that's one of her, uh, that's how she starts the encore actually. Um, you sure you didn't step on yeah, it? Yeah. She, she, she's ready for that. So she, she just actually is a, a, it's a heroic story of somebody who overcame some, you know, adversity and, became a public speaker, and then at the end, she whips it out. She's got her bush shaved to look like Ella. She's got a muff, a big old muff looking like Ella down there. Which is interesting because she did not like Ella that much. But she, she, you think hindsight's twenty twenty? Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah, she's like, uh, I don't have a – it would be a disservice to the lives that were lost to show you either crime scene photos or – a clip art version of a capuchin monkey. And then she pulls down her stretchy pants and right there, True. a perfect reproduction of Ella in her, yeah. on her pubis. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Um, well, my sequel is John Panko doesn't die. He actually recovers. You think he, he almost died, but covers from the poison stab. And he's back in the lab, Nick, but he swears off monkeys. He's like, uh-uh, not, never again, never again, monkeys. He gets, he gives a, there's that scene, remember when all the monkeys are out of their cages and they're like hopping all over his face, like his other yeah. lower monkeys. It's so great. Um, he, he clears the lab. Did you call him his, lo- no his more lower monkeys? monkeys? Yeah, his lower monkeys, yeah. his lesser monkeys. Yeah. And um, he calls them idiots because they're not reacting the same to the brain juice. Right. Um, and so then, um, what's his, uh, you know, and then they cut to old Beggy's back in action, man. He's in perfect form. He's naked again on the floor. He's stretching, showing butt. Mm-hmm. Kissing a new naked lass in bed, obviously, Melanie. Didn't last. Um, she, he goes out for a run, high fives a cyclist. Dog scares him into the street. Again, hit by a truck. <laughs> Again, quadriplegic. He's like, fuck my life. And, and he, he had just freaking gotten the Venmo for all the equipment he sold. <laughs> sold all the equipment. <laughs> so he is like... This can't be happening, but the good news is maybe that it's a genetic defect again. Maybe I didn't. I broke my back, but that's not the cause of my paralysis. So he's not as bummed out. Pankow comes over. He's like, look, I'm not working with monkeys anymore. I got you better. <laughs> Bust out a, a little carrying case. And inside there's a sea cucumber. The world's smartest turtle. So he's like, this guy's perfect. So smart. Injecting it with with human brain, the same serum, uh, and it is evil. That's probably true. But look, and he says, he says, look to the tortoise. Get, he said, go get, um, you know, 
go pick up, you know, the pen that he dropped. And then they, Romero puts out a, a little thing that says two hours later. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's the whole same thing plays out. But instead there's this angry turtle. Yeah. This uh, homicidal turtle. His mother-in-law comes to stay and there. Melanie leaves him. You know, it's just. Well, so the, he, he, they have this huge confrontation. He's like across the room from the turtle. Mm-hmm. He's like, whatever it takes, fuck face. You know, like he says in this, in the original. And the right. turtle's like, I'm coming for you. And then it does a time lapse. And you see the turtle crawling up his leg, cobwebs, skeleton. <laughs> no, that's what <laughs> the Capuchin ter- Turtle. <laughs> the best of this movie starts with a disclaimer about how it says uh you talked about this dead parakeet but that they show that you think it's real they start the movie off with a disclaimer that says no monkeys were harmed during the making of this film they do not say or and parakeets yeah. all parakeets were harmed in this film. <laughs> i there's not a whole lot of movies that start with a, a history of these monkeys and a disclaimer yeah as if the audience was like jesus christ um were they harming monkeys during this? I think the only other movie that had that disclaimer was Head. Which is the original title for this movie. Uh, you're in the movie. You've been inserted into the running time of Monkey Shines. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Um, dream dream fulfilled. What uh, mm-hmm. what shape does your, your performance take? I'm, I'm John Pankow's character's uh, Jeff's hairstylist. <laughs> And okay. I, <laughs> I quit. I throw up my hands. I said, I'm out. I'm done. I don't know what to do. I'm out. I quit. That's the, that's it. I, I, I leave. I quit the movie. Or I quit the, I quit in the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of, a lot of helpers quitting in this movie. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I also have a bird. <laughs> yes. You flip it to him on your way out the door. <laughs> like, I, gotta- I have a canary that I have a canary that's trained that helps me. It holds the hair. It flies and holds the hair as I cut. Yeah. It grabs the hair with its, is it, does the canary have talent? It's a canary. (laughs) (laughs) And I uh, have trained it to hold the hair and I, you know, grass, grass hair up. And then I cut it with my scissors made from bird bones. I'm a fucking psycho, but uh, I have to quit. I can't do it. Panko is his hair is too much of a challenge. It's like a ten out of out of ten. It's like that's how hard it is. Yeah, I want easy hair. If I'm gonna do it, just give me the easy cut. You know. Yeah. So I quit. Mm-hmm. So I'm a porn filmmaker. Uh, huge fan of quadriplegic porn. Huge. It's my, it's sort of my thing, you know. And when I find out via the, you know, visa via the news that there's another uh, potential athletic guy, you know, famous runner, uh, now is unfortunately unable to shiv around. I was like, I gotta go do, it. I gotta go start filming. And intercepted by her, she's like, yeah, he's he just fed on my loins like like two days ago, so he is ripe for the pickings. Uh, so he's, the, I got my next big star, you know, I, I'm going to be right. breaking in and, 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 and then it's sort of a moment of self-discovery. He finds out he's even more into 
astral projection monkey murder porn. Got some good news. Beggy astral projects into the monkey while the monkey's going and scraping it out. And this guy is fucking zooming in. And I, I, I am, I mean, the fucking, you know, Captain Stabbing ain't got nothing on me. So is this guy, is he like the dirt, Dirk Diggler? Of the- no, he's a filmmaker. So he's, yeah, he's more. No, the, you know, the, this, um, Beggy. His character, I guess, so, but of, that, of, that, of that genre of porn. no, he's like you got me in the door with the quadriplegic naked, but you got me super wet with the astral projection monkey porn. <laughs> it's like suspect zero with a tiny fist, you know? Yeah, yeah. So the film's credits have run, and sure enough, there's a stinger at the end. There's a little treat waiting at the end. Right. It's just like there's a treat dispensed by the wheelchair. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. I hope that we weren't that nobody would listen to us and think that we're making fun of of uh of of, of quadriplegics or anything. We're making fun of this movie. But we also like this movie. Yeah. Um Is that the, is that the end of is that your stinger? This is after the credits mm-hmm. or during the credits? Yeah. It goes into a slow motion replay of the climactic fight scene where the monkey launches onto Beggy and we see one of the lower monkeys from from uh, the lab dart into the window and in midair replace Ella on its trajectory towards Beggy and, oh, and wow. lands on him. And it's, it is that creature in which he kills. Oh, God, he killed her. And we monkey. see in slow motion, staggered uh, footage, Bella easing her way out the door, taking one last look and then darting into the night. Putting, it, putting her hat on. <laughs> Yeah, little tiny monkey hat. Yeah. yeah. By the way, and then and then the last shot out in the yard, ar- arranged in in small rocks, is the message. Thank you, sacrificial monkey. <laughs> wow, I never. Ella can spell. Yeah, huh? that's a surprise. Spella. Surprise me. Yeah, yeah. Um, my deleted scene is the and all this disarray, all this murder and hell. Everybody's just recovering. All this. Dead monkey on the floor, bleeding out. Melanie holding the ice uh, packed to her head. Pank out twitching from from poison. Ambulance. You hear the sirens in the back. You hear something come down the stairs. It's the mom in a robe with her her hair, <laughs> just like <laughs> just like electrified. You know, it's like one of those things when you put your finger in a socket, like a cartoon. Yep. Your hair is like on it, standing on its end, and she's like, "Catch me up." <laughs> she sees out of the corner of the TV. She goes, "Oh, the last Airbender's on." <laughs> and then she cuts to, she sees Panko's dead form and check, looks at his hair, and she said, "Did he get electrocuted too?" Because that hair. Um, so you've been given the uh, escrow to create your own business in the in the vein of Monkey Shines. Yeah, you could do whatever the fuck you want, man. I mean, there's just some. I just, I'm gonna have to think for a second. There's just too many choices. So I'm gonna go literal. Mm-hmm. Um, you're at the airport. There's one of those airport shoe shine kiosk things, right? Up against the uh, wall. Finally doing a kiosk, huh? Yeah, it says monkey shines on it. It's like, all right. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, sitting there with a cute little hat and all that with the rag, like a rag. It's it's a waxed rag. Sure. A little monkey. So you sit mm-hmm. down in that chair and you put your feet up and. She starts to like whip that cloth around like a crazy person. Starts to really nail the shoes, 
and you look down to your left and there's a couple of cigarette butts and shit and there's also a little tiny typewriter and you could see there's a piece of paper in the typewriter and it says all work and no play makes ella a dull capuchin monkey over and over again oh my god yeah and then you look yeah. the rag is no longer there she's got a little tiny axe and then she completely like slaughters you in real time at the airport <laughs> how can i invest <laughs> Mine would be the Jason Beggy, John Pankow, George A. Romero Memorial Monkey Fighting Clinic. And <laughs> mouthful. You you could sign up, and this is this is the business they get during going during COVID, looking for some extra scratch. You know, social. They can you can come to their socially distanced. Thank you, monkey fighting clinic. Yeah. You know, it's like a it's like an old dojo, right? So you've got the padded floors, right? And, you know, they, they take classes of 10, you know, everybody spaced out, of course. Of course. And they're like, well, you know, this is for actors. You know, we're going to teach you, you know, uh, monkey fighting. And what they do is they just, the, the students pay $100 a session on the floor. And then it's just Pankow and Beggy taking turns pelting them with stuffed monkeys. <laughs> no, so then, are they recreating the ancient form of capuchin? <laughs> and, uh. It's just a lot of pank out tossing um, the monkey at somebody and the actors flinching and then Beggy going, wrong! No! <laughs> and then playing uh, a cassette or a DVD of his performance. You see how you see how I reacted? Now let's see that, you know. Did you watch when Josh Gad got the cast of this back together on Zoom? <laughs> Uh, Kate McNeil, what were you thinking during the famous monkey barn eat out scene? <laughs> What's going through your mind during the scene? Waves of pleasure because he was he was reeling it to me. No, he had you know they have those uh, what do they what do they have the um what do they call that vanity garment or something vanity they put over yeah. yeah but they put over the actors um. Beggy had a vanity lower half of his face. <laughs> they had one left over from Purple Rain. Because he and Beggy's on record. He said that is some of my finest acting. I would never do that in real life. That's what he said. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's funny is it is very strange. She's like, uh, she just happens to have all that equipment out in the shed in a, in a, in a sexual like location. Like, Beggy ain't the first gentleman to uh, enjoy that those uh, that that nook. If you know what I'm saying. Do you think so? Do you think she's like a like a predator? I don't, I don't think. I don't so. think she's a predator, but I think she knows what works. She's like. Uh, I think. I think it seemed pretty natural what happened. She climbed the top his uh, immobile form. Well, I think the first clue started doing the hokey pokey on the him. first clue is when she he, she introduces. Him to the monkeys, and she goes, These are my wingmen. <laughs> um, hey, look, you're floating out in the sea. You're on an island. Uh, you've collected mm -hmm. debris from various films over the years, and you have to take something for Monkey Shines. Sure. What, you, what are you taking? Hmm. There's a lot to choose. There's a ton. Well, you know, I have a little stubble. I try to, I don't ever grow a full beard or anything like that, but, and I can't, I can't really get a beard. 
going. It does, it's, it's, it's hard for me. Beggy had an incredible fake beard in this because he's in the hospital for a long time and he wasn't shaven. Yep. So they put, they applied fake hair to him. Beautiful, like kind of red beard. Yep. Look to me like that's the kind of beard that wouldn't be out of place on a deserted that's island. That's true. And so I wouldn't mind having that strap on beard and just applying that. You know, when I'm, when I'm feeling extra, um, lonely and survivalists, you know, give myself a boost with some, uh, fake baggy beard hair, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's like jumping Jack flash, fake, fake baggy mm-hmm. beard hair. I say it three times in a row and a, a warlock yeah. appears or something. I can imagine myself. I mean, and that's that, maybe give me a little confidence, you know, kind of stepping into the shoes of one Jason Beggy, not just from this movie, but from his storied career. Right. What's he on some fire show? He's on like a show, like something Chicago PD or something like that. And he's got this raspy yeah. voice now. I love it. Do you think they hired him because he got PD on by the monkey in this movie or speaking of, you know, I, I smoked a cigar with the, uh, the I'm a man of constant sorrow guy today. The guy that sang that yeah, song. He's famous. He's won a bunch of, He's a famous songwriter. Yeah, bluegrass yeah, guy. He, he yeah. Played with Alison Crow. Yeah, so he's a big cigar guy and he he tasted my blend and he loved it. Loved it. So that was cool. Did you tell him you're watching Monkey Shine for the show or <laughs> I didn't. Oh hey, you did you were in movies, you did something for a movie, get this. I'm watching Monkey Shines tonight. <laughs> I went to middle school with Alison Krauss. Did you tell him no. that? No. Yeah. Uh, and I and, and I said uh, you know. Well, I mean, you know that scene where George Clooney pulls on his beard? That's what Jason Beggy could have done in Monkey Shines. Um, so in my in my lair, um, I've got hanging up right in the corner of the room, uh, nowhere near food, that dinner, that dinner sign, just hanging in there, weird lighting on it, a little too focused on the word dinner. Kind of weird, okay. just right? Causing a, it makes a shadow, a really wicked shadow. It, so it happens. Sure, when somebody comes in, they see that thing. Their eyes are like, "Whoa, this, this guy's a little, a little odd," because it's on the opposite end of the room for all the food is where the where the table sure. is. Yeah. They're like, "This guy's fucking jacked out." And I'm like, "Yeah, I mean, I, I could be, but it's pretty cool, isn't it? Look at the lighting; it's like so cool. It's LED. I've got a remote; I could change the color." Uh, Nice. You know, I've got the the power sources hidden within the wall. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. It's complete. It's solar too. I've got it through the wall. Solar sun's feeding into it. Don't have to worry about power consumption. Super. I know what you could do is you could hook it up to a number system, like a Siri type thing, and shout numbers at it to get it to change lightning, or to change lighting. Mm-hmm. You know, go eleven. No. Yeah. Eight. You know, things like that because it turns from purple to you meant green. Just like Beggy, he's always getting those numbers. That's true. This. That's true. Yeah, like not a genius, Jason Beggy in this movie, or in anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Famous line in GI Jane because he's uh, Demi Moore's lover uh, early on in the film, and he's they're having a conversation. He gets he's starting he doesn't want to stay, and he gets out of the tub with her. He goes, "Get your dick back in this tub." Love, oh, love yeah? that line. Yeah. Oh, wow, his Wikipedia page is one line. Sex machine. That's- had a monkey on him in monkey shines. <laughs> had to had to beggy for the part. Um, 
it's a way you get like why do you dinner is like and, and you know, I click the, the my remote control and the lights in the bottom line up it reveals oh I also took mom's body and that's under there so I also took that and that's down there so it's got like a little spotlight onto mom you know is that the big reveal that you're waiting no no it's just, it's just kind of like a nice mm-hmm. add-on I think to bring mom's body. sure yeah they, yeah and you can't add on you, let's just get the rules out you of gotta the get way. mom's bot in there on. you gotta get mom's bot in there mm-hmm. yeah sure 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 um um with a sign that says dinner over it unfortunately um <laughs> yeah the uh george a. romero kind of partial to these kind of bland leading men sometimes like this beggy he in land of the dead he had uh uh what's his face simon baker in this don't you say anything negative about simon baker how dare you i love simon baker do you really I love him why? I mean, I don't dislike he's him. He's great in Margin Call. He's great in um, uh, L.A. Confidential, and he is fantastic on The Mentalist. He's he's really good. He's fantastic on The Mentalist. You watched The Mentalist? I've watched enough to know that Simon Baker is a, a, a an electric rock star. I think I'd be willing to bet like a hundred thousand dollars that you have not made it through an episode. I absolutely has has. <laughs> I absolutely has. How? To find out, what's it about? It's about a, a guy who is uh, he comes in when there's a, a crime or any weird shit going on. And he mentalists through it. He like he's he's got, he's got unorthodox ways. He's got a creepy you know creepy way of doing things. He's and nobody thinks every, he can't be like they don't think he's legit. And he somehow finds a way to totally own it. So he's like uh, he's people think he's a crack puppet. He gets it yeah, right. Yeah, kind of he's and he has very unorthodox yeah. ways. I watched like three or four episodes of that one. Like, so you've never seen it. Yeah. You can just, from the title, you can put that plot together. That's the <laughs> I've best. I've literally episode. seen it. You've never seen it. I have seen multiple episodes of The Mentalist. It is. Justin, it's The Mentalist about a show that he's a guy that has these, he's a, he has a mental acuity. He has a, he's really intelligent. He helps. He's uh crime and, uh, and uh, he helps crime and <laughs> he solves Crimes in an unorth- unorthodox way. The Mentalist. Who else is in that show? There was a there was a girl that's cute. That's like saying, yeah. "Oh, Jaws." You saw Jaws? Yeah, it's about a shark that terrorizes a village. Yeah, yeah, you saw it. Yeah, you, you, yeah I know who's. You saw you saw um, the Mentalist. No, um, what's her face is in the Mentalist? I know this uh, from. Um, oh, Tunney. Yeah, Rachel Tunney in this. Robin Tunney. Robin Tunney. Yeah, well, that's why I couldn't get her name because I kept thinking Rachel. Um, let me see what the what the plot. Yeah. No, I, I have seen at least like four episodes of The Mentalist in one night. There's no way you've seen The Mentalist in one, ever in one night. I mean, oh, you know, even, why? even a person. That's right, because he had this. That's right. There was that guy, his enemy. He had this his adversary that was like the big mystery throughout the show. Mm-hmm. And there was a there was a season where they revealed, or there was some sort of a confrontation. Red John is what his name was. And I, I got caught up in it. I got caught up in the hype around this big reveal about this character. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You did you get did you get caught up in it enough to actually watch the show or just want to read about it on the internet? Watch there's no way you watch the show. Watch the living shit out of several episodes of this show. I'm trying to think. I believe aliens I believe aliens have landed on the earth. I do not believe that you've watched an episode of The Mentalist. How else does one fall in love with Simon Baker? such a good question because you also said he was incredible in la confidential he's in it for about one minute and gets one of the tragic characters in in the film uh brings he's he has he has one scene 
he uh, he gets he he kills himself because he got sh- a picture shot of him blowing a dude. You said he's incredible in that movie. <laughs> he's an. El- I tell you what's incredible is that you said he was incredible in that. <laughs> an electric rock star of an actor. I don't even dislike him, Simon West. Simon Baker, Jesus Christ! Why did I say you Simon? Dissing West? him and him and Robin Tunney, you can't even just like him. I'm bad at names, but Simon Baker, I'm gonna look him oh, up. Okay, so and, and that's right, he was in. I, I've watched films because he's in it. I also don't believe that. <laughs> it's true. He's a working actor. Yeah, his career, his career is he's got a storied career as well. He's in. If you look at all the stuff, it's hard to place any of it. Um, he's in the Killer Inside Me. Yeah, who could forget him in the lodger? You know, Sex and Death 101 was a big one. But I mean, I like Land of the Dead. I like him in it. I'm just saying that it seems like Romero has a little, is a little partial to these, to these maybe these guys that are just not very famous. Like maybe he likes to work with people that I think he works with people they'll let him hire. You think so? Yeah. I mean, he got Dennis Hopper and John Leguizamo in that movie. It's not like he couldn't get actors, so he went with Simon Baker. And it was a great yeah. call because he's fantastic. Simon Baker is fine. He's he's he's. It's the truest thing you said right there. He's fine. <laughs> he is fine. He's a beautiful man. I'll give you that. He's fine. He's a- he wrote his looks to success. He no. He has he has a cute. He's a cute little thing. He's not. He's got good hair. Got curly hair. He's cute. He's got a cute little like just uh, demeanor, a little button body. I mean, he's fucking cool. He's a cool guy. I bet. Like, I bet if you met him in real life, he's charming. He's cool as hell. Yeah. It's not memorable in movies, though. Really. I love him. Maybe he'd say that's part of his chameleon aspect. You know, chameleon type thing he's doing. I, I like how every TV show is a cookie cutter thing that you could distill into very generic terms. And and you're trying to throw me under the table. Thinking I haven't seen at least four episodes of The Mentalist when I totally have. I mean, anybody that, I mean, you haven't. I, <laughs> there's no way you watch four. I know you. You don't watch, there's no way you're going to watch The Mentalist four times. I'm, I might I actually have sad proof. I might have sad proof. What's the proof? One of my Apple TV library that I've bought, of things I've bought. This might be a sad truth coming in. The sad truth is you're hurriedly buying it right now. <laughs> if I, that would be committing to a bit in a matter of, I'm going to purchase TV shows and see if it's in there. I'm positive. I'm, I may not have bought them, but I have definitely watched at least four episodes. Can we get a lie detector? I'd like to do, I'd like to hook you up to a lie detector. Can we get a boner detector once I find it? I have not, I have not purchased the mentalist, but I have watched it. Honestly, Margin Call is my favorite, Simon Baker. Um, mm. And that movie is just perfect anyway. Certainly the one you can think of. No, I mean. That he has more of a. He probably has a. Small part. He's a meaty part in that. He's got, small part. He's got a decent sized part. He's like the second in command beneath Jeremy Irons. But um, just, uh, I, I like him. He's a guy who I thought would be. I thought he would be something, to be honest. Actually, it's funny because he has like. He sort of has an Anthony Starr thing going on a little bit. And a little bit of a. Um, he's Australian. So those those Australian actors like um well Crow and all that, but there's that what was that guy um who was on uh Strike Strike Back uh and he was in the sequel to Three Hundred. I liked him a lot. Sullivan Staple yeah, Sullivan yeah. Stapleton or whatever his name was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I, I love that. I, lo- I think I'm a big fan of Australian actors. Speaking of Down Under, you see that scene in the barn? 
When it's on, it's on And when it's off, I'm a shell I'm a shell of myself Without this winter cold I've been a traveler all my days Walk through life curious Let a little chill dismantle me I found a little panacea when it's on, it's on When it's on, I'm a shell I'm a shell of myself Without this winter cold Yeah.